Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. So you set us a challenge last week of the last line has to be the title. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I mean, we've all, I'm sure we've put a lot of effort in to those, but before we go on to them, should we just entertain ourselves with another story from Will, our listener, who's been sending us? (laughs) We've got some shaking heads going on already. (laughs) Uh, entertain is a, an interesting choice of words. I'm not sure I'd agree. <laughs> well, I think Will's trying to build his own universe here because he's taught his character Bob, who's been on holiday and fought off four guys while he was naked, then went on a date, and I don't think anything happened apart from his date orgasmed. Uh, yeah. well, we, we knew that they both had greens on the side. That was, that was apparently important enough to get... Uh, to, to be brought up for both characters, but um, well, any actual, any actual proper dialogue, conversation, uh, characterization, uh, journey, theme, plot didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> didn't make onto the page. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he mentioned the source, didn't he? And he kind of um, hinted at the pickle thief, but yeah, it it well, it's not really universe building. <laughs> well, thankfully, he sent through the next instalment of his series, so. Um... Okay, should we give it a listen so as as always i've never i've I don't open any of these stories in advance but so last time we had our we had our hitman and he went on a date with a lady who orgasmed because her food was really good and then she ate the sauce or something at the end that was all I. oh remember. then he announced his name was bob oh it was bob that was it that was it that was the, maybe that's why i got inspired by the idea of the last line should be the title was like, oh his name yeah. Bob. that, that real <laughs> Yeah, because that was like the biggest or the shittest climax in in history, wasn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. So okay, so um, <laughs> so this yeah. this time around, our our Swedish friend has hit us with the title, the hit. Oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, Bob Bob speaks with a generic English dialect with a darker voice. Okay, all right, so. Again, still not sure what darker means, but I, I'll, sinister, I'll not not racist. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so. Don't know Will's politics. Hoping it's not that. All right, title: The Hit. Bob is on a plane to go to a job he got assigned. He's thinking to himself that this job isn't really worth it, but he has to do it because his money's running low. The target is in a smaller town, staying at his mansion. Bob arrives at his motel. His weapons dealer is already there, waiting with a rifle, with a silence to give him, so he can do his job. <laughs> Bob tells the dealer to put it on his tab until the job is done. After the dealer leaves... After the dealer leaves... What was the point in that? Right, okay. After the dealer leaves, Bob lays down and takes a nap for a couple of hours. Right, okay. I'm hoping this is building something more. Right. But when Bob wakes up, he goes over to the small town, but something seems off about it. Bob, I'm guessing it should be, couldn't really figure out what it was until late that day. Bob sat up or sat, sorry, 
He's written sat, but I'm assuming it's set up his rifle on top of a roof just above the high street. All right, we're getting somewhere now. As he is laying there waiting for his target to arrive, he hears the commotion going on just below him. It's a rally, but not a normal, regular rally. It's a scene Bob has never seen before. Bob feels weirded out, disgusted, but still he can't look away. Not until his alarm goes off. Shit, Bob thinks to himself. It's time to do what he came there to do. Quickly, he laid down and took his position. Bob said that the only good thing about this monstrosity I've seen and heard is that my shots will not be heard by anyone. The hit is done. The target is dead. And the only thing Bob can say is, why in the fuck was people killing each other with sex toys? The end question mark? Well, he's, wow, okay. I, I, see, what I see what he's done. Yeah, I see what he's done there. All right, now um, we're all massive fan of Will. Uh, <laughs> I've got I've got to say, that was better. Well, should we explain what he has done for anyone who hasn't listened to like every or can't remember all of Series 1? <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, my High Street story from the first season, wasn't it? Where um, where everyone, there's a big riot where everyone's dildoing each other. Right. Or, and, or having a big fight with dildos. Yeah, what was what was the name of my shop? L, do you remember? Um, is it Al's fantastic, dundastic, um, orgasmically outstanding outsta- in Oh no, I can't remember. That was it. I think that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty close. It was pretty yeah. close. Something like that. Some, something like that. It was definitely better than Ryan's shop. Anyway, that's where everyone went yeah, to my shop. It's called like Ryan's sex shop or something. Yeah, it was it was, plug Emporium. Butt plug Emporium. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, so Will's strategically inserting Bob into different stories that have come in the yes. past. Yeah, it's like so he's like a multiversal kind of traveller from the from the same. Yeah, Bo- Bob is the one that ties all of season one together. <laughs> yeah. <It was> sick. <laughs> well, I'm in. I'm fully. I, in. I am. I, I've got to say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's good, but <laughs> it's better. And obviously, that is a very low benchmark. Um, yeah, but he does create some some intrigue. You know, like where. We're wondering, um, you know, the rally. We're wondering what's got, what's off about it, and we don't really know yet. And then it's not until the end that we find out that it's um, that it's part of this this sex toy riot. So it's you know he's created some intrigue there, which we have to carry on reading until uh, to the end to get to uh, to understand. Yeah, so much better than just saying my name's Bob. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's also shorter, which. I'm going to say he's a real bonus. So it's only 12 lines, um, I think. Oh, no, sorry, 16 lines. The first eight of which are the, the first bit of the story where he gets the job because he's not got any money, doesn't come up in the plot. Um, <laughs> it's void of a meets his weapons dealer who then just sells the weapon and leaves, <laughs> and then he has a nap. Yeah, so, yeah. so, half yeah. the story is that. I was, I was, I was <laughs> shame on me for expecting that to, to matter in the slightest, like the food in the last one. Um, <laughs> so I think he's playing with us, he's an expert author. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, is that it? It's it's very Mr. Teacher postmodern. Um, mm. Uh, not quite death of the author, whatever the fuck it was, but like fuck you to the reader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's um, a professor of um, creative literature. 
that's this is the thing, isn't it? With art, and again, we're really, really plumbing the depths of the definition of art here. Uh, it, but we, this is the problem with art. With art, you know, where is the line between um, genius and uh, pure shit? Mm. Um, he walks that line. Yes, expert. Uh, yeah. Leaning towards yeah. the shit side. Though. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, it's a bit squelchy. <laughs> this line. He's walking first. I'd say he's leaning quite heavily. Yeah, he keeps stumbling <laughs> yeah, on that yeah. side, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he might have. He might have dragged himself covered in shit over the line. So, so are we? Who's really to say? I think maybe he got a fingertip over the line. Yeah, he's he's like his nail. His like nails are digging into the uh, to the other side. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. Um. Yeah, so so thank you, listener. Uh, obviously, big fan of listener engagement. You know, if any of the other multitude of fans out there, perhaps perhaps even ones whose English might be their first language, um, <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate to imagine that someone out there is learning like using this podcast to learn English. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like so oh, you got you got to go out there and immerse yourself in the culture, says the languages teacher. It's like find find a find a podcast that you you know. You, in English, you can pick up the slang. I just think some poor bugger out there is uh, believes the source. Dicks is in a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. But no, th- uh, thanks. Well, that, that yeah. was better and shorter. Um, those two things might be connected. But um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if excited <laughs> is the word that I am when I'm, when I'm saying I'm looking forward to finding out where Bob turns up next. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Uh-huh. I'm fully. I'm on board. I want to hear, ne- hear the next one. So come on, Will. We're waiting. Yeah, yeah. Please, please do. Um, all right. So this week's episode is all about a, a random last line challenge. So the last line had to be the title. I found it really tricky, actually, because um, I think El was saying just before we started recording that it basically gives you a blank canvas. You can write about anything as long as you can tie the last line to making sense with the title. And you, you're not giving too much away with the title. Or certainly that's how I thought of it. Um, nothing really came to me until a couple of days ago and then I just started writing this stream of consciousness um Ooh. have you done the same Alex sounds promising no no stream of consciousness wow I was just like well that's... it's probably a bit of a grand description Hi. for what it actually is when you hear it <laughs> uh but yeah I'm was... looking forward to it yeah it my, my, mine's just a... nowhere it was complete nonsense what go on sorry go on you go it's just it's just awful it really is I think it's a new low point <laughs> oh, a new low. I have. I don't know if it's just with the nature of the thing, but have have you folks like looked at each other's stories when writing yours? No, or anything. No. Well, I've not looked at any of these, but I've got the the folder in front of me with the three word documents, and they look like they're a story in and of themselves. It's um, if you read them in the right order, it looks like a looks like some sort of strange, weird haiku story. You mean the titles? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes. Uh, so as soon as I saw it, I smelt it, and that's why he's only got one ball. But thankfully, he had another. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing! <laughs> so, that's pure. That's brilliant. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, that might be the best story of the night. Yeah. <laughs> story number one. But thankfully, he had another. Oh, Jesus. All right, okay. Um, 
Elliot queefed out the last of his lover's loads into his already saturated six-day-old panties and reached for the bigger pack of Watsits. Fucking he grabbed a handful. <laughs> he grabbed a handful, smushed them up, and applied the powdery residue to his armpits. He then reached into the fridge for the garlic puree, squeezed some into the palm of his cheesy, jizzy hands, and applied it to his hair. To round everything off, he sneezed into his palms and slapped his face with a spluttery phlegm, giving his beard that classic crusty sheen he liked so much. Like the morning sun bouncing off the trails of a dozen slugs that had been crisscrossing a patio all night, he was now ready to start the day. It was a lovely sunny morning, so he decided to wear his mirrored shoes in the hopes that he could catch a few upskirts at the station. As the train pulled in, he dug some snot out of his nose, almost scraping his brain as he did so. Blood red after years of excessive digging, he wiped the booger on the open door button as he winked at a nearby commuter. <laughs> Still got it, he thought to himself. Elliot pranced onto the train, cupping a seriously wet fart into the palm of his hand that slipped out as he did so. He took a seat, panties squelching as he did, held his hands over his mouth and inhaled deeply. <laughs> a nearby commuter dry-wretched and changed seats. Moments later, Elliot decided he needed to urinate. The pee poured out the bottom of his 70s-style flares and sloshed around the shoes of the other commuters as the train rocked from side to side. The child, a few seats over, started to sob. He smells, Mummy. I know, son. I know. Elliot violently coughed into the open air, shooting a stray tooth out as he did. He reached for his iPod and put on his favourite podcast, the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes, and proceeded to take some notes. Elliot then opened a tin of Sir Storming, causing a nearby passenger to faint. As the passengers hit the emergency stop and called for an ambulance, Elliot grumbled as he spilled most of the rotten <laughs> fish down his semen-stained tank top. But thankfully, he had another. There you go. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. What? What, uh, what do you guys think? What I think is I can't wait for Elliot to retaliate. Well, um, you failed in the brief. I think so. Yeah, it was. Um, so the title was supposed to be the last line of dialogue, and you've just done it as the last line. That's what I've done. To be fair, I said last line, like, but then we then Ryan did change it as we were wrapping it up, and I thought actually it's probably better. Oh, it, oh I didn't get that. Oh, so I, I said it I should be the last line. I I said it. I think it should be the the last line should be the last. Sorry, the title should be the last line spoken. Oh, but, but but Ryan changed it up, and I thought, you know what, actually, that's better. So, like, sorry, I didn't realize it. So, so, like, a good teacher and a pupil has a better <laughs> idea than him. I just passed it off as my own. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely spot on. Okay, um, I I didn't get that because we've we already did. That's that all right. Course, no, no, point, um, no point. No oh, point deducting yeah, points no, for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, well, it counts. Misunderstand it. All right, then. Now I take that back. You uh, you did fulfill the brief. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like you've taken this Elliot character and you. <laughs> Whoever he is, um, yeah. Whoever, whoever he is, and, the, um, the name is—it's just coincidental. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know it is. I know. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of you've put him in a load of disgusting, random situations last week, and then you've kind of done the same this week. 
I'm not sure it's got the um the same sort of originality and has the same impact. No, um, I kind of take that on board, yeah. It's like the sequel, you know, like <clears throat> Avatar yeah, 2. Yeah. It's still really, really good. Um, is it as, as good as the original? Mm, did I say that? Does it can it justify the <laughs> alien five hundred million pound budget? <laughs> yeah, no, is they're both the, the, the sequel is always really good, but everyone always has that question about whether it's as good. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a valid valid point, Elliot. Um I um Comparing that one, I would also compare that one to last week's one because last week's one had that nice balance of Elliot coming home after and you get the told that he's been done all these horrible things, but then he has a really nice time at home with all of his friends. But this one, he's just doing all the horrible stuff. So there's no light relief. Hmm. So that, it's, that, it's relentless, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. So I kind of like the previous one where it was like you got to see both sides, a bit of light and shade, whereas this one's just all shade. So you're saying more bumming than basically needed? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Hmm. I think so. I mean, no, but, fair enough. But yeah, but did you write the story and then just whatever the last line was, you just made that the title? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine, right? It still still ticks the brief. Meets the, meets the brief, yeah. I just what assumed I like... the point of the challenge was to start with the title and then, or at least kind of have a plan as to, you know, it's going to be a little hint about what the story was going to be and then you take them in a different direction maybe but no it's fine i guess you just put the last line as a title uh, what i liked about that was uh when you said oh did you just put the last line as the title alex looked aside as if he was thinking shall i lie about this that's exactly it <laughs> You should never play poker. You know, apparently you can read me like a book. Story number two. Uh, next up, we've got, and that's why he's only got one ball. Andrew felt giddy. He'd always wanted to visit the exhibits in the basement of the Albert Hall. <laughs> Though in his haste, he had booked tickets on the first weekend they were open to the public, and the place was packed. Rounding the corner at the bottom of the stairs, he caught a glimpse of the first exhibit. Through the throng of bumbag fuckwits and selfie stick wankers, a brown jar containing a small oval mass immersed in preserving liquid. He strained to hear the tall guy's explanation. In July of 1944, Hitler got called at a conference at his Prussian stronghold at the Wolfschatze or Wolf's Lair. The noise from the crowd became too great. Shuffling closer, he pushed past a mysterious man with a name badge. The force of the collision caused both men to let out a surprised fart. A strange light engulfed him, and suddenly he was somewhere else, in a small, hot office with an old-style wooden furniture and fittings, but still looking at the man he had farted with. He looked down at his name badge. Kane F. What the hell is this? Andrew demanded. I'm sorry, this is my fault. No time to explain. You're inhabiting the body of Klaus von Stackenberg, and it's 1944. You have a meeting with Hitler in three minutes. Go in, leave this briefcase behind, then make an excuse and leave. I don't understand. They'll catch me. I can't even speak German. Actually, you are speaking German. We both are. Andrew put his hands to his face, while well, one hand, <laughs> the other had been amputated. Blimey, he said, 
then let out a chuckle. Blimey, did I just say blimey in German? Just go, will you? He nervously stepped outside, where a waiting escort showed him the way. In the hut, which was packed more full of sausage than a Bavarian beer hall in October, he approached the staff officer in charge of the meeting. Excuse us, bro. Can I sit a bit closer to the Führer? I'm a bit deaf. Dude, we're Nazis. We don't like disabled people. Oh, yeah, fuck those guys. Though my problems are combat injuries, I assure you, my spunk is as pure as yours. (laughs) Well, as long as you have pure spunk, you can sit over there. With everyone seated, Hitler marched in looking cross, his aide, not brave enough to point out the piece of bog mold stuck to his shoe, offered him a burning book so he could light his cigarette, then hiled himself before starting. My friends, I have called you here because you are my most trusted officers, the most stout of heart, the most pure of spunk. Andrew listens and said he felt he could excuse himself, leaving the briefcase behind, though he never noticed some complete prick move it behind a solid oak as his able leg as he left. Mere seconds after leaving, the huts behind him exploded in a deafening noise and a shower of shattered glass. The next few minutes were pure mayhem as guards and medics ran about chaotically like drunken toddlers and bloke blood-soaked officers stumbled out of the smoke-filled ruins. On a hospital trolley, several medics pulled out a scorched, bloodied, but very much alive Hitler. Who ist mein Hoden? Who ist mein Hoden? Hitler yelled, whilst clutching the groin of his scorched trousers. Kane appeared next to him in a stolen uniform and pulled his own finger. Andrew found himself back in the Albert Hall, just in time to hear the last of the guy's explanation. And that's why he's only got one ball. Andrew nodded to himself and looked at his ticket, the crowd no longer bothering him. That was the best £7.50 he'd ever spent. Uh, The end. So I just assumed it must have been £70 for that. Immersive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) £7.50 really cheap. Uh, Yeah, so... um, (laughs) That's the end. So that's the story of Valkyrie, and um, you've com- uh, we're leaning heavily on season one lore here, aren't we? Because uh, yeah, it's part of the Meisterverse. <laughs> the Meisterverse, <laughs> right? I, I, I don't know how, how many people. I am definitely one of the people in the world that listen to every episode of Last Podcast. I, I cannot keep track of all these universes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, <laughs> Kane Kane Fudgemeister was the um uh, the one who has time traveling farts and his his um time traveling sort of the farting abilities sort of morph and evolve over time. So and uh, yeah. That wasn't clear in the story. <laughs> so can I just check? So he went back in time with a fart. Yeah. And he became the the officer, the German officer, yeah. which happened. This is the real, the real story of real life. Is it was an assassination attempt on Hitler, wasn't it? And yeah. the guy left a briefcase in the in the room where Hitler was, but it was behind an yeah. oak table. Which well, yeah, soft, some, somebody soft moved blast. it. Somebody moved it. When oh, he okay. Left. So and the, every, the oak table every, took the blast. Hitler survived. Yeah, but he lost one ball, which is in the Albert Hall. Right, and you just you've 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 added that. So it's um yeah, because I mean, do you all remember the song? Oh yes, we. I'm sure yeah. everyone's familiar with that. Although so. I don't know how prevalent that is outside of outside of the UK. So no, I think uh, in America they they sing it too. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay. So, 
Okay, so he 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 farted himself back in time, and now he inhabited someone else's body. Yeah, because his uh, powers are involved. That's the that's right. the key powers difference, isn't it? I had no idea what was going on on this. But, okay. Well, I mean, there was an explanation there. He said it's nineteen forty four. You were inhabiting the body of Klaus von Stauffenberg. So yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Was, explanation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want now. I'll, let you, I'll I'll draw you some diagrams next week. I mean, you really oh, just laid do, it out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, good stuff. Well, it's not. I mean, I'm on board with time travel stories. I like Kane Fudge Meister's abilities. Um, I'm a bit worried, like like Mr. Teacher said, that uh, the listeners might not be able to keep up with all of these references to a, a series that we did a year ago. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But um, I don't care. They can listen to them. Go back to episode what uh, four, uh, I think, sorry. of season Just one. Listen to them all. Fuck yeah, listen, yeah, to, listen, to, all. listen to all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not in the work for if you could be bothered doing your homework before listening to this. Story number three. Okay, so last, but by no means least, as soon as I saw it, I smelt it. And can I just stop you there, Mr. Teacher? Yeah. Because as I was writing this story, I had a very specific voice in my head. uh, And it's someone you and I both know, Mr. Teacher. And it's an American voice or North American voice. So (laughs) to spare you having to do the accent, I asked him to record it for me this afternoon. And he's done that with a plum, and I'm the, not getting me out of having to do the shitty accents. Might buy you a full letter grade. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to share screen and play you this file that he sent me of him of Please. him reading my story. Please. Okay, so Mr. Teacher, you can you can put your feet up on the desk and just listen <laughs> to this one. This is um, our friend Chris reading my story this week, which is titled "As Soon as I Saw It." I smelled it. Thomas' boyfriend was a cool fucking dude, all right? Like, I'm literally telling you, he was such a cool dude. People say he wasn't a cool dude and was actually a dork, but fuck that shit. He was cool as fucking shit, all right? Like, just because one time he shows up at work and his shit is all fucked up or something, I don't know. Just shut the fuck up, man, and get over it. It was literally just that one time, okay? Otherwise, he was the coolest fucking guy I've ever seen or smelled. I mean, he smelled like gasoline or pig shit or something, but not gross, just cool. Yeah, so one time, literally one fucking time, he... So what anyways? Like, you've never done anything like that. Oh, you haven't? Really? You're such a dick. Fuck you, for fuck's sakes. Man, Thomas' boyfriend was the only one around here who sat on chairs backwards or wore leather jackets. He was the only one that made talky-talky signs with his hands in meetings while Jeff was being a fucking boring as shit, all right? And yeah, so what, like, once or twice a year, he'd whip his dick out and kick people around yelling, Miss Periwinkle wants to meet you, in a British accent. I heard Steve say he thought it was funny once at lunch anyway. They should never have called the cops on him for that shit. That shit was so, so, so funny, dude. I know his dick's not bad, but that was part of the joke, okay? I mean, I like how he'd give me money and say, you didn't see nothing, okay, kid? And ride off on his motorcycle. Yeah, okay, that one fucking time he wiped his bare ass on Brenda's bologna sandwich and watched her eat it while he secretly masturbated under the desk. It wasn't cool that she got 
poop poisoning and nearly died over <laughs> her, but how the fuck could Thomas' boyfriend have known that could happen? <laughs> it was so cool when he would jump up on desks and kick people's computer screens on the ground and then ring that bell of his and yell, Shears to town, boys, and shoot his gun at the wall. I, I laughed all day that time. He was the coolest fucking dude. I miss that guy. I've been to visit him in jail, but it's not so fun in there. Ha! <laughs> Brenda and her fucking sandwich. As soon as I saw it, I smelled it. The end. <sighs> that was outstanding. Oh, that was brilliant. It's like, I've never heard anything like it. It's like, it's like, it's like some guy who's just high as a kite, just like telling this story. Like, he's really into it. Oh, he like and he genuinely believes everything he's saying. He's like, this, this is Tom's boyfriend. <laughs> it's just so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> it's like he's just completely off in his own little world, just reminiscing about this dude. Oh man, it was so good. Thank you. I completely got me, man. That was excellent. <laughs> I just was so pleased with Chris's um, reading of that because his voice oh. is. Gr- I love his voice. It's so good. It's like um, it's got that, like gravelly kind of cool 90s kind of North American vibe. Um, yeah, like a, like a like high as a kite skateboarder. Yeah, it could well, be a know, stoner. On the sofa. Yeah. He's oh. playing Halo back in the, you know, like the early 2000s and that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just goes off on this oh. tail. Man, that was hilarious. Yeah, oh, thanks. I'm glad you liked it. Um, yeah, it was quite a weird one when I was writing. I was like, what the fuck am I right? This is mental. But I did, I had his voice in my head the whole time and it made it easier to write the next line because I could just imagine. And then when he actually did read it, it just surpassed my expectations. Because it, it, it was like he just was telling the story. Like all yeah. of the, the words were just all over the shop. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, but one time, but no, it was, it was so funny. Yeah, no, it's gross, but cool. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's like, it's all over the place. It's not, it's it's so good. I know it's, what you meant totally now different when you said stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what you meant. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what you've done. It's I wouldn't. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say it's a story. It's not not really got all that much of a plot or anything. But I, that's not to say I didn't love it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was basically. <laughs> it reads like a stream of consciousness. It's just him just saying random shit about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's um, anyway. I'm laughing at my own shit, which is terrible, but I don't care. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'll just read it, mate. It's so good. They should have never called the cops on him for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so funny. He is dick smell bad, but that's part of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was great. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, thank you very much, Chris, for recording that for me. I'm over the moon with how, how that recording came out. I'm going to treasure that forever. Oh my God! It's grading time. Uh, so the first sort, the first uh, official story that we we had this evening um, was, but thankfully he had another. Uh, Elliot, uh, star of last week's winning story, is back. Um, I'm assuming commuting to work, covering himself in every fluid going and uh i don't just being disgusting and horrible i don't know that's it no, i'm not 
not much happens. Big fan of Sir Strumming coming in. Great, great set of videos. If you Google them, fans. Um, the, the, the Swedish um, fermented herring, I believe it is, um, which they apparently call food over there. I don't really know how it works, but apparently it is. It is so disgusting that it, it makes people vomit. The first time I ever heard about it was um, someone said about a, a court case in Germany where an, an angry tenant had smeared it all over the stairs of their apartment block to get back at the landlord. And uh, the judge had never heard of it and couldn't understand why this was so offensive. And then when they opened this up in the courtroom and everybody vomited. No uh, way, really? Yeah, apparently. It was years ago, but that's the first time I heard about it. I was like, God, that sounds mental. And then, of course, the YouTube videos came. Um, genuinely, I think the Sir Stroman lads opening up the can in the caravan uh, might and vomiting all over each other might be one of my favourite YouTube videos of all time. <laughs> Alistair, if you've not seen that, do yourself a favour. Um, Swedish can caravan, you'll find it. If you get something weird, um, it's not my fault. Don't sue me. Um, but yeah, um, I've got to say, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I rated the Elliot story last week the, the highest one. I think mainly because it was a such a surprise to open the, the, the story and have it be entirely one author completely destroying the character of another participant <laughs> in the zone. Um, so this time when I opened it up, the very first line was, Elliot queefed out the last of his lover loads into his already saturated six-day-old panties and reached oh, for the mega pack of watsits. I thought, ah, oh, we're, we're, we're in for the same here. I wonder what we're going to get this time. And it was just, it was it was a good description of more more gross things. Mm. Um but it was it was very much more of the same and less shocking because last time you you did have the the, the ridiculousness of him protesting against women's rights um, <laughs> and that making his lover's climax when he described the terrible thing on the way home from doing that where uh, which made the story uh, like have a have a flow to it was this was just he's a horrific thing here's another horrific thing here's another horrific thing yeah um so i don't think it quite had the the, the impact that the, the last one did um like i say i i i do like the thing that elliot is most upset about is that his um his uh was it his tank top uh <laughs> yeah, his Stephen's stain tank top got uh got covered and but fortunately he had another thankfully he had another which i i did quite like um i like that bit but um yeah i've got to say i'm not not as big a fan this week as I uh, as I was last week. Um, not much really happened, and there was a lot of gross out stuff, and that was funny to read, I suppose, but it didn't didn't have quite the same impact as the uh, the orgy. I'm, again, I'm not saying that's what we should take away from this. I'm, I'm quite grateful this week that we've gone three stories without an orgy, which really is a record for this uh, this spin off. Didn't know uh, we were serious. capable of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely thought after last week I need to have a theme which is no orgies, but uh, fortunately you lads have uh, <laughs> sorted yourselves out. Um, so overall, I, I have quite a low score. I think it's probably going to be. a D minus.
my fucking god, bruv, what you fucking doing, bruv? You're so shit, bruv. You got a D or less, bruv, you need to up your game, bruv. Whoa. D minus for yeah, Alex. Yeah, I think that's fair. He's happy with that. I just, I set out, my mission statement for this story was to just make this guy the most disgusting creature that you could ever possibly imagine. And I think I achieved that. So I'm happy. But the scope of the story doesn't really, you know, lend, uh, you know, a, a hell of a score with that kind of mission statement. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. All right. Uh, now, next up, Elliot. I want to. We had, and that's why he's only got one ball. Now, I just want to double check. Did you make this a history-related story because you knew it was being graded this time by a history teacher, and therefore you were sucking uh, up? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, I know that's uh, not no, going. Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> no, actually, I just, um, as I say, I was walking home listening to the last last week's episode. And it all just sort of came to me. Uh, so, no, I just, I was originally, I was going to make up a fake assassination and it was going to be a sniper and he was going to shoot his ball off. Um, but uh... then I just, I thought, well, why don't I actually use a real assassination attempt? Because there's been so many. And this is obviously the most famous one. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up. It was oh, going right. to be complete fiction. It's a complete fictional assassination attempt. It's going to be a commando with a sniper rifle. But then I just thought, well, hang on, why don't I just use a use a real event? No, um, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I was wondering, like, what part, what exactly what part of our episode made you think of the twentieth uh, of July bomb plot? But I see now where yeah. it was the assassination that you got the idea of. Um, yeah. So I'll be honest. Um, I didn't. I didn't get the KNF thing. Um, I realised it must have been a thing when Ryan laughed at it. And now you've said it, it's like, ah, I understand that. That is funny now. I understand what you're referencing. But I will. I am slightly concerned that many of these stories are becoming ludicrously (laughs) self-referential. Well, Marv will get away with it. (laughs) The the multi-billion dollar studio. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a slight difference keeps, there when they um, keep releasing flops yeah. <laughs> because it's too convoluted. Yeah, yeah that's true. Probably I mean, learn from them. Actually. Yeah, I was going to say I mean, <laughs> lessons could be learned from that. Um, yeah, uh, I like it. I liked. I like the fact that obviously, with, with the title, and that's why he's only got one ball. Your mind, if you're of a certain age, thinks ah, it's about Hitler because of the famous song. Uh, which I do still have to explain to pupils um, is not a true. There was nothing wrong with Hitler's testicles uh, in reality. Um, as, far, as far as we know, he's doctored since what's wrong with them. Um, yeah, big fan. Like I say, when it when it when it was like, oh, we're going to when we, like, as a history teacher. Obviously, I instantly recognised where we were going when it turned out you're in the July '44. I was like, oh, okay, right, we're doing that. Um, I liked it. Um, I like the fact that it was a history one, but again, I don't know if you were just trying to suck up to me there or or, or not. I do like the idea that that's where we got the he's only got one ball from a time traveling Count von Stauffenberg. Um, it's somehow I don't know arriving in his pocket. Is that like I don't? Yeah, um, yeah. It is a cool story. Um, the 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 real story. Um, Really, 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 I'm desperately trying not to just turn this into a history lesson because I can't resist telling cool stories about history. Hence, <laughs> why the, the job that I do. Um, I so now that I know that it's a reference to Bruce and he's a farting time traveler, therefore it makes more sense. 
in yet again <laughs> another sentence that I never thought I'd say in my life. Um, on the whole, though, I don't know. It it felt a little bit flat uh, compared compared to other efforts. Um, yes, like uh, yes, it is the story of the twentieth of July bomb plot, but nothing really changes. You know, if it's somehow. I don't with this time traveling far accidentally knocked over the briefcase and that's why it didn't work. Um you, you know, because at the minute all happens is he becomes Count von Staffenberg and he plants the suitcase and it doesn't work. But it's not his fault that it doesn't work, or it's not his fault that it does work. So if it had been something like that, like, oh, and right. that's why, you know, maybe he was visiting a museum where um they're 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 viewing Hitler's actual assassination. And then it turns out that this has changed the timelines. Hitler's now only Ooh. got one ball. Now because, you're talking. Would that change the war? Because he farted. Maybe he was like farting to time travel out of it, and thus I don't know. I um I don't want to get again. I don't want to. I don't know why I'm spending time actually. Thinking, oh, I think you know, you're onto something. Like, man. I do. Like, I, I'm not the worst substitute teacher because I'm actually giving a shit, and it's like not what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Yeah, that shit in the bin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> He's really trying to help us out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm trying to do Mr. Teacher. Don't worry. He's the actual English teacher. But I like it, though. I like it. Um, I, I'm gonna give it. A C. No, no. I'm gonna give it a D plus. Fucking god, bruv, what you fucking doing, bruv? You're so shit, bruv. You got a D or less, bruv, you need to up your game, bruv. Whoa! Oh. Alright. I think it... I liked it. It just... I don't know if I'm being a bit too harsh. No, sod it. D+. Plus. I'm, I've got to stick with my main one. Um, Yeah. Again... I like the idea of someone trying to suck up people doing a history-based story, and I'm, I'm not going to say it would always work because it won't. But if you do it well, it will. And this was this was all right, but again, it was just. I think it would have been more interesting if it had turned out that he'd in some way affected the bomb plot. Because as somebody who knew what the bomb plot was, all that happened was the bomb plot happened. Um, right. You, yeah, you, you know that. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so so the makings of something great. Yeah, and if you don't know what the bomb plot is, you've got no fucking clue what's going on because they're talking about spunk. I mean, I do like the fact that, like, <laughs> in this timeline, spunk is like the Aryan blood. It's like oh, the Aryan race, the, the the most pure of the spunk. Um, do you think they would taste each other's spunk to try and guess the purity? Maybe, yeah, definitely, hundred yeah. percent, they would. That's probably what they spent most of their time doing. Mm. It's why I lost the war. I think it's why yeah. uh, Operation Barbarossa failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I read that in a, a university, uh, but yeah, yeah, a, a D plus. I th- again, I feel like it had the it, you, this had the makings of something really clever, um, which again, considering we're writing complete nonsense for a podcast, I think you know it's close, but we're not quite there. Well, it's uh, usually the plot master. I I find, and if you look back at all the other ones, he's uh, he's got always got the most intricate plots, and if particularly, I think. The time travel one in series one was the one that you got your A star for, Elliot. Yes, the only A star that was that was ever awarded in that season, and it's because your plot was so nicely tied up and 
linked link together. So I do, yeah, I do think your strengths are plot. So I was kind of, I, I agree with Mr. Teacher. I was kind of expecting a really interesting twist to happen, but I actually knew the story too. So I, yeah, so it went along those, but I, I think you're onto something with uh, adding a time traveling farter into that, into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how history could change with a well-placed fart. I know, right? Could that, could that be next week's theme? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, take, I'll take that on board. That's uh, definitely good feedback. I was just trying to, um, I think it was that, you know, the, it was taken as read that the uh, that Hitler's ball ended up in the Albert Hall. And, <laughs> but the, so the twist was more that and how did it get there? And it's, it basically ended up there after the uh, July July plot. Yes, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that's what yeah. You I, I, I know that. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of going a bit further would have would have done better. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, again, again, another contestant taking on. You know, I think that's very useful feedback. Just notes for Mr. Teacher there, um, <laughs> as he's as he's handing out non nonsense grades for nonsense <laughs> and talking about. Oh, I don't know. Don't go there. Whatever. I, sorry, just as a history teacher, I've like, got an inbuilt animosity towards English teachers because they do exactly the same <laughs> things as we do, but they get twice as much time. Oh, just knocks me off. All right, anyway, not to get, not to, let's not get too. I think we're gonna have to get right. Mr. Teacher into one of these. Oh, uh, no, 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 because if he's actually here, I'll feel really bad. But I wonder if you should write a story for Mr. Teacher and he should write one for you. And you should oh, mate, each other. oh, god, absolutely, just uh, <laughs> both of us be giving each other F minus. It's just that was your spite. <laughs> Um, We've got to make this happen now. Yeah. Also, I don't write, I can write an S. <laughs> anyway, um, right. As soon as I saw it, I smelt it. And that is the title of our third story, not um, <laughs> something that's just happened. <laughs> 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 um, I, I will be perfectly honest, having had a few minutes to digest this as I went through the others, uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. This was the best story ever in this podcast I, I, I as far as i'm concerned this this was the best uh, this is getting a star star i think mr teacher handed out a star star last season uh, which isn't a real grade, but you know, whatever. So it, I'm going to follow on from his theme. Uh, this is getting an A star star from me. I can't believe uh, it. I also can't believe I'm saying that, but <laughs> I am. Um, I agree. I agree with it. I think you could upload that recording somewhere, like Twitter or something. Yeah. Just that, say, check that, check out this crazy story of this guy, and that would that could yeah, go viral. Absolutely. Like, 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 my friend was telling me this story last night, or saying like to, to, to go into what you were saying before. It's like if if you'd like record this, if like you know, like you've got like the lobby of a Halo like Xbox screen, and it's just a light like someone talking in the lobby, yeah. and they're talking about their schoolmate, and you really like you just had that voiceover going on behind it. That's it. I reckon like, I it was just. Right. What I realised about it is, a, the story is really funny. The way it's told is very different because we've got this, as you say, stream of consciousness, just recollection. But and it is rambling, but it <laughs> tells a story in how it rambles, and it feels very genuine in its ram. You know, it, we've all sat there and heard people tell ridiculous stories in, in that manner, and it's the first time I think we've ever had one of these. It's just literally just a straight up 
you know, you're reading somebody's brain here as opposed to like the structure and the format of you know dialogue and action it's literally just someone there but each bit of the story is obviously something again something stupid but tells us a little bit more <laughs> well, you know with like the elliot story this week again sorry elliot for calling it the elliot story uh <laughs> the, the, the fictional elliot story we just had he did something grim he did something grim he did something grim and it made people ill Whereas yeah. in this, it's like there's something a little bit different about yeah, each was, weird thing. It is it is similar, but it's delivered in just such a better way than mine. This guy, Thomas' boyfriend, is clearly just a gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. awful. They just, yeah. he's, but this guy, the way he delivered this story, it just make you, you kind of like him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. You're like, oh, like clearly there must be something about him because this this stoner dude really likes him. So there must have been something about him. Maybe his jokes went a bit too far, and yeah, maybe someone ate his shit. But <laughs> <laughs> and again, I, I, I don't know if it's uh, again the fact that you've got uh, Chris to, to read it. Um, that sounded like an audiobook. He was so good at reading it and putting it together. I was, I was, I think that helped sell it as a real story because I would have absolutely butchered that, and it probably wouldn't have been anywhere near as funny as an actual an American or a North American reading that out with their accent, with their mannerisms, mm. uh, and, like I said, and the fact that you had his voice in mind as you read it, uh, as you wrote it. Sorry. Obviously, it, uh, a match made in in heaven, really. There um, again, why why you'd be thinking of Chris and Thomas' boyfriend uh, <laughs> <laughs> like masturbating uh, sandwich shit? I don't know. That's a question for us to have in our next in our next game. But um, yeah. but yeah, I I thought this was like the 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 story was funny. The way it was told was funny. Like the actual structure of it, in that it didn't have a structure. The, the last line was really funny because it it's exactly the sort of thing like that ends sort of that sort of reminiscence. Oh man, that's that that sandwich man. As soon as I saw it, I smell it. And it was just like it's exact like you you were as you watched as you as we watched them or listened to the recording, transported to a particular time and place that felt incredibly believable and enjoyable to be there. Uh, and you know what is art if not that? I suppose. Uh, again, another quote I never thought I'd say about this podcast, but no, um, <laughs> genuinely, if I could stand up without it ruining the camera, I would be. It's a, it's a, it's a, oh, a, a standing ovation. For wow. This is like a Hollywood I, handshake. I, I genuinely <clears throat> really enjoyed that. I'm over uh, the moon. And, but... and, and, and as we got like the first story today, I thought, oh my god, I must have been punished in a past life. Why the fuck am I recording these? <laughs> <laughs> it's like because because I'm sitting reading this, I'm like, man, what if I get struck off? You know, like what? Like I was reading these things, and then, and then, like I say, it all came together. Uh, I, I don't want to don't want to big it up too much, but I I really really enjoyed it, and I hope the listener did too. It's an A star star. Oh, thanks so I much. Fight anyone who says otherwise. Can well, can we just linger on that A star star for a while longer? Because I, obviously I love it on the one hand, but on the other hand, there's some practical reasons because well, on our scoring system. With the top mark is an A star, which is ten points. So I'm just assuming I, that I thought I thought Mr. Teacher handed out an A star star last time. I don't think so. Um, I'm sure there was a conversation about. Uh, I might I may have just made this up. In which case, I take back me slagging the office teacher for handing out an A star star. Um, because, <laughs> <laughs> because if you didn't actually do it, then I feel bad. Well, if I'm he did sure. it, we haven't got it on our scoring system. Oh, well. So I, mean, I, I think he kind of said if it if 
if an A-star star existed, I'd give it to you. But oh, right. okay. I, well, we can I make think it that's exist, what right. happened. Just take the ten and a half, man. That was it. Was brilliant. So are we we will add an A-star star and just add a point, half a point to it. Yeah, we? Well, this is. I mean, well, I'm happy have... to just take the ten. <laughs> no, I've no, never no, had no. an A-star before. In in reality, and this is something I didn't know. Um, if you get full marks in exams, you get, or at least if you get uh, no no fewer than five marks wrong out of an entire subject. So if you sit both English papers and get like top marks, the exam board sends you a letter to tell you that you've got one of the top scores in the country. Oh, so that mm. so that does it. And again, mm. I didn't know that because I didn't go to a fancy school like my wife. Um, so am I going to get a letter? So so uh, as far as I'm concerned, A star star is basically you're an A star and you've got the letter from. The, the Mr. Substitute Teacher example <laughs> oh. uh, from me saying that was one of the best one of the best stories in uh, it, as far as I'm concerned in in the, the both series of the podcast. But if I, you could I, actually I, send me that letter in reality, I will frame it. <laughs> I'll get a little certificate <laughs> put together for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> a sil- like a little gold leaf, like little oh, medal on it. Well, as well. No, no, no. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find some primary school. <laughs> Bit of a bog roll or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find right something on that. that I think <laughs> something that really suits. But no, um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I'm really glad that I chose to read them in the order I did because otherwise, I, I like I'm glad we we finished off with yeah, um, like a little higher. bit different because it would have been it would have been like it, it I couldn't have performed anywhere near as well as as Christy. So yeah, um, really well done for really well done. I really Thanks. enjoyed that over the moon. I'm, oh, I'm I'm. Very pleased with that. And what that means for the scoreboards is, uh, so last week I was in last oh, place. You'll be in the top now. With 8.5. Alex was second with nine. And Elliot was first with 11.5. And if you look at our scores for the for week one and week two, we've been doing shit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a harsh grader, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Elliot had the <laughs> highest score uh, of all of us with a B for his first ever story on week one. <clears throat> but otherwise, it's all D pluses. I got an E, you know, it's just, it's bad. Yeah, um, it was shit. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put that on me. Yeah, I mean, we have we have turned in some absolute howlers. But this then, is so, a substitute. <laughs> on week, so now on week three, I've jumped up to 19 from 8.5, um, which puts me in first. And in second place, it's Elliot on 16. And in third is Alex with 12.5. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's changed things up quite a lot. Well, I've not got favourites. Why I went from last to first? You, you produce good work, and you know, good things happen. Well, I think what this has done is it's going to free me up. So now I've, I'm, I'm never going to top that basically for ever. So oh, I want, oh no, no, I want, I want more. I, want, I need more of this. What it means is that I can now just go to town on all of the future stuff. Like I can go <laughs> full experimental, and even if it gets oh. me an ungraded because I've, I've reached the top, uh, there's nothing I can do now. To top oh, it, this is an eight star 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 that I can aim for. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I, I realize I may have set myself up now for pain in future <laughs> weeks. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, next week, then, have you got an idea for that? Can we have an easy one this time, Mr. Teacher? Because that was hard. Yeah, I, I, we just I, have like I, lemons I, or something. Yeah, ah, have you got a story written about lemons? No, I, I, I haven't. I just thought of lemons. <laughs> I don't, I, um, yeah, as soon as I said that, as soon as I said, I thought. God, that's that's really hard. That that I don't know why I I don't know why I thought. Well, I do know why I thought about it because I was teaching about all quite on the Western Front, where that's the that, spoilers. That's the gimmick. But um, 
Um, it, it, yeah, okay. Uh, but but what I'm gonna say is, what did we get out of it? I mean, like, I genuinely that was that was the most fun two and a half minutes I've had in a while. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but okay, right. So next week's theme. You know what? Fuck it. Historical fiction. I want a story oh! from the past. All right, because I because I like Elliot's. I like like Elliot was so close to greatness. Um, whether you want to be time, a farting time traveler or not, or just be, I want a story that takes place in the past. Um, please, but so, does it so, have to be related to a real event? No, so, no. If you if you want a, if you a want fictional to... story in a in a real historical setting. Yes, as I want it to be a real historical setting. I don't want it to be like the first series with the uh, first episode with like elves and hobbits and Hobbit right. Mr. T. Um, but it doesn't have you know, if it has to be a real historical setting, but say so it could be, you know, someone trying to assassinate Hitler, or it could be, you know, you've got a random medieval peasant who's having a shit day. As long as it's set in the past, all right. So anything pre two thousand and three is fine. I'm just gonna say if you set something during nine eleven, it better be really good. Because otherwise you're going God. to jail. That's, <laughs> it's yeah, no, that's that. cancelable. Right, so, yeah, so 2001 is in, but please, let's just... Okay, wonderful. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, thanks so much. I'm going to dine out on that forever. <laughs> well, I don't know, like, again, how much of it was you and how much of it was the, the, the actor bringing something to the role? Oh, no, don't start well, going down those. That's, that's the debate we can have for the future. It's A-star no. star, end of story. Yeah, no, well done. All right. That was good fun. Cheers, boys. See you next week. See you later. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions Podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own, or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.